Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. Let me tell you this. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. We'll talk about how NACA is stabilizing strong neighborhoods through affordable homeownership. NACA is relentless. And how about how NACA fights for economic justice against predatory and discriminatory lending for over 30 years? Did I say it again? NACA's just relentless. This is the NACA way. Hey, hey. Good afternoon, everyone. You're here on NACA's American Dream Home Program. How's everyone doing out there today? We're here with my main man, D.C., in the house. How you doing? How man, you I'm sunburned, man. NACA community. get. We had a community day in East Point, Georgia on Saturday. Yes, that was phenomenal. Wow. I mean, everybody was out there. The commissioners, the community. The state senators. All, everybody was out here on board. We were doing everything from providing free food to resources in the community. And guess what, D.C.? What? We're going to have another one next week out here in Union City. Union City, here we come. Hey, they waiting on us in the food truck, too. You know, we was running to try to get in that line to get that food, buddy. But uh, y'all, that fish was something awesome. You got to come out, hang out with us. But listen, if you are in the area or you're going to be in the area and you have a business, you want to advertise your resources to the community, definitely reach out. We provide you with a free booth so that you can show and showcase what you do to the community. So definitely hit us up on 833 Five zero zero. One more time, 833-771-0500. Hit me up. Let me know so you can come out and let the community, Union City, know what you're doing. But there's something else that we got going on out What here. we got going on? Man, we have the COVID vaccines out there. So. We got 600 shots we're doing Saturday. Oh, wait. What? 600? 600 shots. Man, y'all hear that? Y'all, if you've been wanted, you're out in the South, South Fulton area, we are definitely offering free vaccines. So definitely come on out. Hang out with us. Go ahead. But, but, but hey, and we're also here with Miss Anjanette. How you doing today over there in Houston? What's going on? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It is a beautiful day outside here in Houston, Texas. Uh, beautiful day to be a homeowner at NACA. Beautiful day to be out awesome. shopping for a home. But I tell you, I got to tell you, I'm a little off today, Damien, D.C. I am. My equilibrium is off. There's a lot going on. Every, you know, closing arguments are going on for the George Floyd right. case and tension is flaring. Emotions are high. And I tell you, it's, it's, it's something in the air. And it's just I, I don't know. It's an unsettling feeling. But all in all, we're doing good in the in the community. We had a beautiful weekend. Uh, we had a, a weekend of nothing but voter registration after voter registration after voter registration. We hit a 1,178 wow. this week. Total Texans registered. And we are planning on trying to uh, increase that number every week, week by week by week. We're going to continue to increase our voter registration. And this is all due and due to the the work and the power of NACA and empowered by our NACs, our NACA action committees that are out there. We had volunteers out there kind of helping us. We had, uh, you name it, uh, various uh, congressional leaders and, and political 
leaders in the community mm -hmm. that also just kind of came out there and saw us, saw what we were doing in various locations. So it was a good thing. It was a good weekend. Uh, we did it on Saturday and we tied it up again on Sunday. Even uh, we did, uh, remember how we used to do when we canvassed Damien? Remember we did roll <laughs> to the polls? And then on Sunday we do rolls mm -hmm. to the polls on Sunday. Well, guess what? On Sunday, it was we were we were literally rocking the vote at the at the churches on Sunday. So it was good. We had remember Pastor Deckard with Greenhouse International, and so we were doing things there. And Beto O'Rourke, who had uh, ran for a pretty top uh, position for uh -huh. governor, uh -huh. U.S. You know, we 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 met up with with his camp, and then all of us started hitting the streets together. So it was like. We, totally unplanned but it was good work in the neighborhood i mean when i tell you it was advocacy and grassroots efforts it was wow so i mean so everyone that's the we all see what's going on in the nation we see what's happening around us and, and to be honest this ain't new it's just that social media has made it where it's more visible and we can see it quicker we know what's going on but what we got to do is even though we may be down and a little lull about what's going on and anxious we still have to keep committed to getting registered to vote voting being involved in our community running for these political offices making change as NACA does it bring forth awareness access and change and we can't lose focus we got to stay focused and we got to stay diligent because this is not going to change in one day it's going to change because we are all involved in saying no we are not going to stand for this no we're not going to let you mistreat us no this is not going to happen but it takes involvement from us all so just like in Texas, they're signing up and voter registrations. We need to do that in Georgia and everywhere that we are. Stand up, vote, get somebody registered to vote, help everyone up out to make sure that they are able to now exercise their voice. And Jeanette, I thank you and I feel it. I can feel in the atmosphere that everybody's a little lulled on this Monday. Yeah. That's a little that down. tension. It's, it's the emotions are high. You can feel it. I mean, even at the post office this morning, I mean, tension and emotions are flaring and people on edge. And it's like you can say the, the smallest things to, to someone and they're on edge and you know where it's, 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 it's a systemic thing that's just happening amongst us. And I think what it is, and I'm so glad we, we're about to announce our star guest here, but I'm so glad he's here because he can shed some light and, and, and a comforting voice of reason because, you know, years ago, it's not that this is a new thing that has happened. It's just now being more publicized and visible. It's been happening. Yes. And it's, it's, it's the worst type of, you know, and I hate to talk about this, but it's, it's real talk, y'all. We're family. You know, slavery is probably one of the, one of the worst things that ever happened in America. It's the worst. It is, there is nothing else you can do to a person that is worse than that. I mean, people talk about getting shot, doing this, doing that. Slavery was one of those things where they brought the person out. They put them in the middle of, of their family and the community and the wow. town and they did this to them. It was like literally, literally embarrassing, belittling, uh, dehumanizing. And, and when we see, you know, to fast forward that, there's nothing like that. But when you fast forward and see what happened to George Floyd, it was dehumanizing. 
it was a modern day lynching at, at, at its worst, you know. So I, it, when you think about it and put it into context and I see our millennials who are sometimes not making the right decisions, but you got to understand there's so much going on and there's so much in their mind. I had my own son just uh, yesterday that I, I had the TV on CNN and my son came and asked me and I didn't even know he was watching. He kind of walked up behind me and he asked me why was the police doing George Floyd like that? He saw him, his, the knee on the neck. And I say because he he didn't know he doesn't know any better. He's being cruel. He say, why does he look like he don't care? A child, an wow. eight year old, asks me, why does it look like he doesn't care? And it's so hard to internalize this and talk about this. So yeah, tensions is high and tension is flaring. And I don't want to you know belabor the point any longer. But we have somebody on 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 the screen on 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 live live with us awesome. that can shed a little bit of of light at the end of this tunnel we have no other than and in my words the world renowned gerald griggs <laughs> and i will forever say that because gerald is out there he's not new to this y'all he is so true to this Gerald will get out there, not don't let the look fool you. He wears that suit. He's an attorney at law, but make no mistake about it. He is an activist. He is a humanitarian. He will get out there and walk and serve in the trenches with us. And there is nobody that I have met so far, no attorney especially I've met that will do it to this magnitude. So Gerald Griggs, attorney Gerald Griggs, thank you for coming on to the show. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, as you said, it, it's a somber Monday, but I'm, I'm focused and resolute that we will get justice. So when you have a conversation with your eight-year-old, let them know that there are people out here that have fought lynching in the past, will continue to fight lynching uh, now, and will eliminate it in the future. So I'm, I'm, I'm resolute and, and pleased with the prosecution's uh uh, closing arguments in the George Floyd case. Of course, defense is going now and the prosecution will get a chance to come back. And then the judge is going to read the most important part that I think is lost in all of this. And that's the law. And, and the law is quite clear in how to address these issues. And that's one of the reasons why I'm on um, the front line. Mm -hmm. It's because the issue is people are not applying Man. the law effectively. Right, they're not applying the law effectively and they're not doing what's lawful so it's my hope that this case is just the beginning of, of holding police officers accountable and making sure that the law applies equally and I don't want people to be down around America this is what has been happening for years and this is how we have to respond we have to respond with threefold strategy we have to activate. That means we have to be active. We have to be protesting. We have to be nonviolent. We have to litigate. We have to take people to court. We have to make sure they're held accountable. And then number three, we have to educate. Too many yes. of our brothers and sisters are uneducated on the sidelines, mm. believing that this is the way things have to be. Yes, this is how it's been in America for a long time, but it's also changed over the last uh, 200 years because of activists, because of attorneys, because of people that thought it not robbery to get in a little good trouble. So I think that as long as we focus on the end goal and that's to make this world better than the one we inherited, I think we will continue to move forward. This is a process. Yes, it's traumatic. Yes, it's graphic. Yes, we have to deal with these issues, but we cannot pass them along to the next generation. So we have to address them right now. 
Yes, and you said it best. It's very, very graphic. Um, and it's almost like you relive it over and over and over again. And it's like there's nowhere you can go that this is not being discussed. There's nowhere you can go. It's in the churches. It's in the organizations. It's in the fitness centers. It's in the grocery stores. It's everywhere. You can't escape the facts and and the opinions. And even people who I thought would never, ever say, speak up for for us, for the woke, you know, uh, they're speaking up, and I, I'm very, I'm very surprised. But uh, it's good to hear those words from you and understand what's next, because I didn't understand what's happening next. I know that um, defense is talking, and then you say prosecution comes up next, and so I didn't know that at that point the judge takes over and then gives instructions. So that's good to hear. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. That's very informative because many of us don't know all the processes and how these things work so definitely he's on here to share some light about a lot of things that we just as everyday people who are not in this type of arena would know about and that's why he's here thank you we appreciate that um gerald but i have another question before we move on damien uh when we get to the next part um, as far as the NACs are concerned, we're doing a lot of community uh, uh, outreach and a lot of canvassing on the doors with our NACs. Uh, we're trying to target areas, our underserved, low to moderate areas, and we're getting good traction on that. Gerald, tell me what what's the atmosphere like with, with um, the SB202 and, and trying to overcome that and get past it, and what can we do? We're still out there trying to get people right. registered to vote. We're still out there trying to activate them and empower them and encourage them because I will tell you, a couple of calls ago we talked about this issue, and do you know I had some people people that literally called after the show that said, you know what, why did I even sign up to vote? Why did I even do it? And I don't want them to get discouraged. A few words, Gerald, just to, just to keep them, uh, keep the, keep the fire hot. Yeah. Cause and this I'm, is more reason the, why we should. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And they have to understand that the reason why they're trying to suppress your vote is because you did something that no one thought you could possibly do. Yes, and that's because of the work of NACA, because of the work of the NAACP, because of the work of so many grassroots organizers in Georgia going and knocking doors and getting people out. And so when you see SB202, which we spent 35 days outside the Capitol uh, protesting and lobbying against, and it could have been a worse bill than it is right now. And I know a lot of people talk about how bad the bill is, but they forget about uh, House Bill two, uh, 531 and Senate Bill 241, which would have ended no excuse absentee balloting, period, which would have limited all weekend voting. So we have to understand that this is a process. And for the people that are saying, oh, see, our vote didn't count. Did you forget that we flipped the Senate? Did mm -hmm. you forget that we delivered the presidency? Did you forget that because of your stimulus uh, check came because of what the work in Georgia? Right. Remember all those things. And for all those people that think that they're going to take us back to some far gone era, we're going to keep mobilizing people. We're going to keep making sure people understand the value of the vote. The only reason we could possibly pass the George Floyd Policing and Justice Act is because we flipped the Senate. The only reason that we could possibly pass the John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act is because we flipped the Senate. Now we have to hold those elected officials accountable to HB1 and, H, uh, and HB, um, HR1 and, and HR4 to make sure we protect voting. But don't lose, right? Don't lose your ability uh, to, to see the goal in front of you. This is a fight. It's been a fight for 401 years. And every time we have progress, 
they try to roll it back. But they need to understand that we will outmobilize you again. You mm. can't suppress mm. if we keep registering. You can't suppress if we make voter turnout at levels that you can't even deal with. And that's what we got to do. Even in this last election in Georgia, and I'm sure it's the same way in Texas, we had 5 million people turn out in Georgia, but there's still 7 million registered. So if we get to the other 2 million that did not vote, imagine what the outcome will be then. So you can try to pass all these aggressive laws, and trust me, we already know the loopholes in all of the regressive laws. They say you can't line warm, which means you can't pass out water and food within 150 feet of the pole. Okay, we'll do it within 151 feet. They say you can't be <laughs> five feet of a voter. Okay, we'll be at 26. Again, every time they put a rule up there that is counterintuitive to reason and common sense, we have to operate within the bounds of the law, but make sure the law is fair and just. That's why we got to listen to John Lewis. We got to listen to Dr. King. We got to listen to all our ancestors and realize we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. So for the people that say, you see, it doesn't work, ask them this question. If it didn't work, why would they be going to all these great mm. lengths to suppress your vote? Come if on, it man. didn't work, wow. why would these corporate be afraid of a boycott because they tried to take away our voting rights. It works. So now you just got to make sure you work it. Right there on. There you go. Right I on. Love it. There it is. <laughs> I love it. So Deborah, uh, and I do remember her because she, she left two messages and called uh, after that particular segment. Deborah, if you're out there listening, that's why you still vote. That's why. That's what it was all about. And he just said it. For everything they put in that in, in the SB 202, we got an answer for it. I love it. And it was eloquently stated. Love it. Love Ooh. it. Love it. Love it. I tell you, we get some information out here today. And I hope you guys are listening so that we can take advantage. And, and not only we don't just stop at the voting. You need to be involved in your PTA. You need to be involved in your local government. You need to run for offices. You need to get your community. And that's what the NAC is about. NACA's NACA Action Committee is about galvanizing us in the community so that we can work together. Listen, this is a passionate moment. We're talking about something great. And today's so much is going on, but we're going to have to take a break. If you guys stay tuned, we'll be back. We got to take this commercial break, but if you just hold on, we'll be back continuing to discuss what's going on in our nation and what can we do. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. Hey, my name is Taylor Lewis. Um, I am a NACA homeowner. But it was a smooth process. My realtor, I did use a NACA realtor. I would definitely recommend it to anyone that wants to be a homeowner. Um, and it's just a great program. To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com. Are you tired of paying astronomical prices in rent? Do you think owning your own home is an impossible dream because you can't afford a down payment or have a bad credit score? Welcome to NACA. We're revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best in America mortgage. No down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score, and at a below market fixed rate. For more than 30 years, NACA has been in the forefront stabilizing communities through affordable home ownership for low to moderate income working people. To find out more information about NACA, visit us at NACA.com. That's NACA.com. 
Do you want to make a difference in your community and help build a stronger neighborhood? Become an active force locally as an activist. Create long-lasting changes in your community with the full support of NACA, one of the largest national nonprofit organizations fighting for economic justice. NACA's success is based on the active participation of over 2 million members advocating for affordable homeownership and economic justice. To learn more about NACA and how you can join a NACA to fight for economic justice in your neighborhood, visit NACA.com today. Are you a passionate individual driven by purpose and deeply committed to social justice causes? Then NACA is looking for you. NACA is a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable home ownership and community advocacy. Positions are now available for working remotely or from local NACA offices nationwide. To learn more about all the careers available, visit NACA.com careers or for questions, you can mail us at jobs at NACA.com or call 617-250-6222, extension 1215. Welcome back. Welcome back to NACA's American Dream Program. You missing an awesome show. We're sitting here with Attorney Greg, uh, Gerald Griggs, and what we're talking about is something important. I know a lot of people, you know, we're all down and solemn because of what's going on, looking at what's happening in Minnesota. But we're here to share information about what we need to do and what can we do to now circumnavigate what's going on in the country to make it better for us all. So, again, you guys missing some hot topics here. But, Attorney Griggs, if you will just continue to, like, share with us, what are we going to do? What can we do? What are these next steps that we all can be involved, everyone, from grandma to the kids? I'm glad you asked that because he, Gerald actually has two calls and one of the calls converted. We have text to, we have text to voice and we have voice. So one of the text uh, voice messages Gerald got was what, what do we do to help and what's next? Yeah. And it's always great to have these conversations. And I think that again, with these new platforms, we can engage in real time and we can make sure we are aware of what's happening. Uh, so all the cases that we're seeing in real time, there are organizers on the ground that are preparing for the next steps. And and with George Floyd, they're going to be next steps. With Ahmaud Arbery, there's going to be next steps. With Breonna Taylor, there are going to be next steps. But what we can do as a community is to remember not long ago, police officers weren't even being charged for this. Now we see the progression to getting them in, in court and ultimately getting convictions. And so we have to take a minute and think about how far we've come and where we are now and focus on serving on juries to make sure we hold people accountable, make sure we continue to vote. But moving past the vote to um, to candidate accountability, electoral accountability, and that's what you saw in Georgia for the last 35 days when you saw the bill. Uh, start to matriculate and become uh, try to become law, you saw individuals mobilizing to hold their elected officials accountable in real time. That's the next step. It's more from uh, we elected a president and we elected a Senate. Now we're shifting it to hold them accountable for all the promises that they made, the promises on infrastructure, the promises on immigration reform, the promises on police reform, the promises on protecting voting rights. So the next charge is to hold those elected officials accountable to every single promise they made. Not the president, not just the Senate, not just the House of Representatives, but the mayor, city council, the district attorney, the sheriff, all of them holding accountable daily 
to the promises they made to make our communities better, to make sure they reinvest in our communities, to make sure our education is quality, and not just to focus on everything that's on the nightly news. Because let's be realistic, okay? And I was watching these crime numbers uh, the, the, the other day. They're talking about we're in a crime wave in America. Well, if you look at the FBI statistics, there were 14,000 murders last year, 14,000. That's an all-time low. This year, we're tracking at about 16 to 18,000 in the country. There are 330 million people in America. 14 to 16,000 murders, homicides in America. But let's also talk about another number. There were 1,000 people killed by the police last year. We're tracking in Georgia at 25 already. America is somewhere around 200 to 300. We're not talking about these mass shootings that continue to happen. We need to focus the media on the real problem. The real problem is not sensationalism. The real problem is accountability. So if we start at the grassroots level, calling out for mass accountability, stop operating in fear and start operating in focus because we can change these problems in real time. We did it before with the previous election. We can do it now with candidate and electoral accountability and we can make sure that corporations are beholden to their to the people, meaning the ones they make profit off of and not the politicians, which is the reason why in Georgia we're holding we're holding corporations accountable, whether that's Delta, Home Depot, UPS all the ones that funded the GOP trying to take our voting rights. And we advise the same thing happened in Houston. Hold them accountable. Every single state. There are 46 states with voter suppression measures. We need to hold every single corporation and every single politician accountable for trying to take away or disenfranchise people uh, from their vote because they didn't like the outcome of the people's votes. Wow. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. And you know what? That's so interesting. This is going to be the season of accountability. And and I think uh, some politicians, some of our elected uh, officials know that we're serious about it. And some didn't realize how serious we were about it. Gerald, I'm going to share something with you guys that happened right here in Texas. We were over in a community and we were doing a what we call NACA Community Day Out. And that's where we we go out into the community and we mobilize our people. We we galvanize the people and we start talking about the things that plague our community, whether it's blighted properties, eyesores, illegal dumping, murders, crime rate, uh, uh, abandoned properties, storefronts that are, you know, uh, coming into the community and not invested in the community and look a certain way. They just don't care about how they look into our community and they serving things and selling things. Uh, um, Anywhere from selling one cigarette to to one diaper, and they they're 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 conditioning us in 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 to an extent. But uh, we were out there, and we had people literally coming to us, talking to us about what what ha- what's happening in their community, where they'd like to see changes. And so one of the questions I asked them: Do you know who your 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 city council council member is? No. Do you know who your state rep is? No. And then the people that they thought was the state rep was the congressional leader who is well known, but it wasn't her congressional leader. Mm. But we, we talked to them. So what we've done is bring the facts home. When we go out there in the community, we let them know 
who's in charge of making decisions for you from everything to your school board to the school system to the lunch they serve all of these state issues here's your state rep for your district have you tried to con communicate with them and we know they haven't because they're just learning right then who they were so by the time we did the next event guess what we had one of the local state leaders that reached out to us and you know what she said why are you guys out there doing that because we want to know the issue. She said, well, yeah, but you shouldn't be doing that. You guys shouldn't be talking to the, the our, our constituents trying to find out the issues. I said, oh, so you already know what the issues are. Uh. Dead silence. Dead silence. They get it. This elected body literally got offended that we were doing something. And my only opinion, my professional opinion, is that she was upset because we were doing something that she should have been doing. This is at your this is in your back door. Why aren't you doing it? You got a whole staff. Right. So am I wrong? Come on. You're not wrong. And here's know. a tool. There's a tool there's a tool on Facebook. It's called the Town Hall app. Go to the Town Hall app, put your zip code in, it'll tell you every single elected official you have from the president of the United States all the way down to your council person or alderman or whatever you call them in your local jurisdiction. All of those people are the ones that affect the problem. So when you're complaining about Washington being broken, and some parts of Washington are broken, but for the most part, it's your local elections, the ones, the people that you don't go talk to. And when you start having those conversations with them, whether it's by phone, by email, or in person, they will start to know you. They should be in your community. They should be knocking doors, and not just in election time all the right. time so they can know what the issues really are. Local school boards, um, of course, the superintendent, all of these things that hit right at your door. You know, the people that run your transportation. We're sitting here talking about um, infrastructure where certain cities have a very poor public transportation system that we need to address. And that's run either by the municipality or the state or a regional uh, association. So these are things that you need to know and how we can affect change locally. I love it. I know one thing that you said that I didn't think about that I'm sure everybody else doesn't. But when I get that card in the mail, when it's talking about jury duty, I'm always trying to get out. And I'm just being honest and not want to participate. But you just made a very important point that I could have been sitting on the jury that's going on today to now affect change and give a different viewpoint. So everybody, I just want you to think about that. You, if you had not gotten out of jury duty, you could be sitting right now to help to decide this case. So from now on, I'm no longer going to try to get out of this. I'm going to do it and sit and do what I'm supposed to do, my civic duty to help affect change. Because one person can make a difference. Thank you for that. Yeah. And did you hear what the prosecutor said in his closing? He said the judge has power. The prosecution has power. But only the jury has the power to convict. Mm. So if you, if you disconnect yourself from the criminal justice system and still think that you're going to get justice, you are mistaken. But if you start to participate Ooh. in it, meaning sitting on the juries and making sure justice happens and it's not just us, then you will start to see a difference. These are just small nuggets. You know, usually that conventional wisdom that people have, you know, conventional wisdom say, man, you don't need to waste your time on a jury. That conventional wisdom is false. 
Okay, the conventional wisdom was police officers never get held accountable. Well, what do we start doing? Holding them accountable. The conventional wisdom is, well, we can't change politics in Washington. Well, aren't we? Conventional wisdom, man, my vote don't count. Well, then why are they trying to suppress it? Let's get rid of this conventional wisdom and start putting the right wisdom in ourselves. And many of us don't even realize the right wisdom is right at the tip of your fingers. We are on an information super highway where you can pretty much search anything. But we are still following these these conspiracy theories and, and, and these these dumb tropes and all this. Other, let, let's cut it all out and let's focus on the problem. Let's fix the problem right. so that our babies don't inherit the problems. Wow. No excuses. Basically, he's saying no excuses because it sounds to me like in those scenarios, and Gerald is absolutely right. I hear it all the time. Damien, I know you do, uh, being that you work with so many of our membership and people in the, out in the field. I mean, all we hear is excuse after excuse after excuse. But, you know, I, I'm at this point now where there are no excuses. There's right. no excuses for right. Being able to access, just like Gerald says, so much information out there we're able to access. So much power is at our fingertips. And we control what goes inside of our minds and how we want to manifest and use that that information and that knowledge. And it truly is powerful. So absolutely, absolutely. I do have a, another call. Damien, did you have anything? Because I do have another call that no, came in. No, I'm just I'm just basking in the information. Um, someone is calling from Chicago and wanted to know if we foresee um, uh, what what's happening in Minnesota being a domino effect of what's going to come in Chicago with the re recent shooting of Adam, which is a little different. However, a shooting is a shooting. A life is lost. Gerald, what do you think? Well, here's Adam? the problem. Toledo. The, the problem is this. Our elect officials on all levels do not want to address police accountability. I saw the shooting of our dear brother Adam Toledo, and the buck stops with the mayor. The buck, I'm going to say that again, the buck stops with the mayor. The mayor controls the police chief who works at her pleasure. She can hire and fire. If we have a problem with police-involved shootings, it stops with the mayor. Okay. It also goes with the county attorney or the district attorney. The district attorney needs to charge that police officer and let 12 citizens from Chicago, Cook County, determine whether or not that's a lawful shooting. No longer should we allow the police department or an independent agency to justify these shootings. Put it in front of a jury. Let a jury decide. If you start putting these cases in front of a jury, I'm telling you, you got a 50-50 shot of police officers going to prison and being held accountable. And we also have to deal with qualified immunity, which is in the George Floyd Police and Justice Act. We got to end. We got to end qualified immunity. We got to deal with a, a case that was decided by the Supreme Court, Graham versus Connor, which is the objective, reasonable standard, which gives the police the ability to say, oh, I was in fear of my life. That's a 1989 case. We got to litigate all the way up to get rid of that precedent. Because again, just like segregation didn't end until there was a Supreme Court case that ended it, mm -hmm. qualified immunity, well, some, to a certain extent, qualified immunity can be ended by legislation. But the 
common law issues have to be ended by litigating these cases all the way up, which is why we have to try more cases. It's time for district attorneys to stop worrying about their conviction rates and start being concerned about justice. So in order to end this, we got to deal with the mayors Mm -hmm. and the DAs. Mm -hmm. Hold your mayor and your DA accountable. Oh, did y'all hear that? Mayor, DA, accountability. I call that call it called in. I hope you heard that and I hope you're empowered and encourage others to get involved and 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 let's start looking at things and 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 I'm just Gerald is calling out the elephant in the room and like he said, let's look at the mayor, let's hold the mayor accountable as well because they're controlling the police chief at this point. So it's a it's a domino effect, but it's right there at our fingertips. So But you know, this this information is so interesting because not everybody knows this. Not everybody is aware that the mayor, because I, I mean, I just learned that from from this segment, learning that the mayor controls the police chief, and if the mayor ain't doing, if the mayor is no, not ahead. doing right, then we need to say to the mayors, look, it, you got election time coming up. If you don't do what you need to do for us, guess what? You out of here. It's, we got to. And that's what I was about to say. You are exactly right. That's exactly what I was about to say, Damien. It was a perfect segue because more of these type of forums need to go on to where we're out there, but people aren't on the airways looking for, for informational shows such as this one. They're out there, you know, they're listening to their music, they're riding in their car, they're trying, trying to get from point A to point B, but we still gotta go. We sometimes, and I, I was telling a family member this, we have to meet people where they are. So we gotta go back once again to our NACs, to our grassroots mm-hmm. efforts, to organizing all powerful change that has lived in its longevity has been behind good organizing, good, strong organizing and bringing the power truly to the people and that bringing forth awareness, access and thereby turning uh, turning out change. So once again, we, we need to activate our next in the Chicago area, in all areas. And so once we do that, much to like what Gerald and everybody else did in Georgia, much to what we did in Georgia. We have to do that in Chicago and in other areas to hold people accountable because guess what? It's not just this young lady who called in saying she done she what what's happening next? What's what do you see happening? Gerald just dropped it on us. It's the mayor we need to hold accountable who's making these decisions. Do you how many of those callers do you think we have that didn't know that? So we gotta start putting that information out there and letting them know where the where the decision makers are and how they can hold them accountable. And the only way we can do that is through grassroots efforts. Wow. And, and don't forget what he shared with us, that town hall app and Facebook, because everybody is on Facebook. So finding out who your elective officials are, going knocking on their doors, going up there. I met some this past weekend on Saturday and I said, listen, I actually live in your district. What can I do to help better my community? Because I had not been involved. But because of this and what you see going on, it has now empowered me and given me the knowledge that, Damien, you can't just sit on the sidelines. We do not live in silos. What other decisions that people are making affect each and every one of us, and we're sitting on the sidelines like crazy people. We have to be involved in the next. And this information will empower us to make change. Yes, it may not be as fast as you want it, but doggone it, we are moving. Look at the Senate. Look at what we just did. Look at the White House. We are making change, so don't count your win. Count your win. We're doing it. Right. 
Wow. I love it. I love it. I mean, this is powerful. Yeah. All the way That's in exactly. Chicago. That's exactly right. And, and for the people that are in different towns across America, you can do the exact same thing that was done in Georgia. You can do the exact same thing that, that's being done in Texas. All you have to do is organize. Five or six citizens going down to the town uh, town hall, going to city council meetings, holding your aldermen or your county commissioners accountable. When they get three or four emails, they think it's an emergency. Why? Because wow. nobody ever talks to them. But now it's time for us to start talking to people and saying, listen, we are sick and tired of what's going on. Trust me, in America, there are more good people than there are bad people. Yes. But the bad people are just really, really loud. <laughs> and so it's time for us, using these platforms that now the information age has given us, to speak back. To say, no, we're tired of this. We're tired of seeing young African-American men and women being shot by the police and then a police commissioner getting up there and trying to justify it like they did uh, in, in uh, up in um, Minnesota or what they're trying to do in Chicago, or what they've been doing in Atlanta. We have to call it out and call a spade a spade. Police job is to protect and serve, not to murder and kill and deflect. That's not their job. And so as an officer of the court, it is very disheartening for me to see the law being twisted and molded to fit something that is not intended for. Listen, if a, if an everyday citizen shot somebody in the back or choked the life out of somebody, it wouldn't take a year for them to go to jail. They would go to jail right then. Mm. Why is there a different set of rules That's for right. law enforcement? I'll tell you why. Because there's a very large special interest that is protecting law enforcement. It's called the police unions. But the police unions don't have as many voters as the public at large. So it's time for us to have a conversation with our elected officials. Either you're going to listen to the people and stay in office, or you're going to listen to the police unions and get voted out. It's quite that simple. You see what the corporations are doing right now. They realize that the people are stronger than the special interests. That's so right. they are shifting their economic model to continue to speak to the people. Major League Baseball just did it. As upset as certain politicians in Georgia are, they need to recognize that the citizens are more upset that you tried to take their voting rights than they are watching an all-star game. So what I need for everybody on this call to do All right. is to speak more involved in local politics. Start studying the real issues. And I'm not talking about what the news tell you the issues are. Go next door to your next door neighbor. Hey, what's, what issue are you having? Go to the other next door neighbor. Hey, what issue are you having? Then all of y'all take those issues down to the people you elected to represent you and tell them, hey, these are the issues. Transportation is an issue. Uh, dealing with COVID is an issue. Education is an issue. Public safety is an issue. Not policing, public safety is an issue. So let's address that in a way that speaks to the whole community and not just to special interests. Wow. Here you a go. There it is. I'm just speechless what we're learning. You all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We just got to take our last break. Be back soon on, uh, listen, just, just stay tuned with us to finish getting this awesome information of what we can do to impact the community. 
Thank you, y'all. Be right back. Do you want to make a difference in your community and help build a stronger neighborhood? Become an active force locally as an activist. Create long-lasting changes in your community with the full support of NACA, one of the largest national nonprofit organizations fighting for economic justice. NACA's success is based on the active participation of over 2 million members advocating for affordable homeownership and economic justice. To learn more about NACA and how you can join an act to fight for economic justice in your neighborhood, visit NACA.com today. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. My name is Alicia Ford. Um, I purchased my home with NACA about a year and a half ago. I highly recommend it and it gives everybody a fighting chance at owning an affordable home with a mortgage that you can afford without some of the crazy lending practices that we know that are out there. To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com. Are you tired of paying astronomical prices in rent? Do you think owning your own home is an impossible dream because you can't afford a down payment or have a bad credit score? Welcome to NACA. We're revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best in America mortgage. No down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score, and at a below market fixed rate. For more than 30 years, NACA has been in the forefront stabilizing communities through affordable home ownership for low to moderate income working people. To find out more information about NACA, visit us at NACA.com. That's N-A-C-A dot com. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. My name is Barbara Milan. I bought my forever home. I'm not planning on moving again. And it's all because of NACA. I wouldn't have been able to afford the home that I'm living in um, without the NACA program. To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com. Welcome back, welcome back. Here with the NACA's American Dream program. Man, man, you all have missed an awesome show. We are definitely, there's not that much we can get done with all of the things that we need to get done in this one hour. So we're definitely going to have to um, ask Attorney Grace to come back. But what you've been missing is he's talking about the atmosphere and what's going on in Minnesota and what's going on in the rest of the country. Each and every day we turn on our Facebook, we see something crazy, but it relates to people who look like us. And he's sharing with us and telling us who we can hold accountable, who we need to knock on doors, where we need to go, being involved, going to those jury duties, I myself included, that I've been trying to get out of, making sure that we're holding people accountable. Attorney Griggs, we just want to thank you. If you can just give us some parting words, but we definitely going to have to have you back because, man, you have dropped a bomb on us with knowledge. Thank you. Well, I appreciate this opportunity to be on the platform. People who have any more questions can always follow me on all social platforms at Attorney Griggs. We are trying to find the solutions to the problems. We all know what the problems are. We have to find the solutions. And I looked in the mirror and I saw one of the solutions is us putting our foot, one foot in front of the other and working on these problems. Please join us. Please continue to do the work with NACA. We've been on the ground with them. We'll continue to be on the ground with them. And uh, we're going to keep working. So I love you guys. And like I said, if you want to want any other information, please follow me on all social platforms at Attorney Griggs. Awesome. Awesome. Again, we thank you for being here. Definitely. If you got questions and if you have questions for us here at NACA, 833-771-0500. Once again, that number is 833-771-0500. Uh, and Jeanette, listen, tell us how people can help. What can they do? How can they reach us and find us? 
Absolutely. Those that are looking for us uh, at any of our NACA Day events and our Community Resource Days, you can always look at the NACA official page on Facebook. We'll just look for the NACA Facebook official page as well as you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can like us, love us, and always reach out to us at 833-771-0500. That's 833-771-0500. But don't forget, this weekend we will be in Georgia. Well, actually Union City. And we will be in Union City doing what we do best and that's grassroots efforts. Those who want to come out, take part, be a vendor, participate and just talk about the things in your community, what you'd like to see, what you don't see, what you want to see everything and then some. Come out there and share with us. Uh, Attorney Griggs left before uh, I could invite him out, but I'm sure I'll see him there. I'll be there and don't, and I always tell people, don't, don't see me there, beat me there. So you get there before me so we can do good in the neighborhood. And again, it is taking our NACs, our NACA action uh, committees are taking, taking the communities over by storm. Georgia, Texas, Florida, uh, North Carolina, Illinois, we're going in state by state, city by city, community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood. And that's the only way we can make this happen. So, I, you know, thank you guys. It's, it was a great show. Again, Gerald said it best. Tension is flaring. Emotions are high. But we're going to claim this as a victory and justice will be done. But more about our NACA Action Committee's every Monday at 2 p.m. The NACA American Dream Program is going to always be here uh, giving out the information and we do we do what those who, who can't, who want to, can't. We tell the truth and we call the elephants out in the room. We're holding people accountable and telling it just like it is. Awesome. Thank you. And don't forget also, we're going to have 600 vaccines so come out. If you're trying to get your vaccine, hey, we out there with it. Thank you. What's See the address? What's the address, Damien? What's the information? Because I know it's going to be at Union City, uh, uh, the Giving Center or something like that. Yeah, it's the Gathering Center, yeah. and that's going to be the address for the Gathering Center. Gathering yeah, Place. Is, it's the Gathering Place Community Center, 6280 Bryant Street, Union City, Georgia, 30291. Again, it's called the Gathering Place Community Center. 6280 Bryant Street, Union City, Georgia, 30291. See you there. And it's going to be from 12 to 12 noon to 4 p.m. We're going to be out there. Get out there. Like she said, beat us out there. Definitely looking forward to seeing you. And contact us if you would like to have a, a free booth to now communicate to the community that you what you're doing. Call us at 833-771-0500. See you next time. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com.